welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna show. I'm Dr. Deanna Osborne, your host. Join me weekly as I cover various health-related lifestyle medicine topics that you get to request. This show is for anyone who wants to proactively improve their health position. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Deanna podcast. I'm excited to be with you again today. Hopefully, you had a chance to listen to last week's podcast when we had my uh, dear friend and publisher, uh, Eunice Ray, on uh, to talk about a little bit about her health journey uh, as a 75-year-old who has it down and, uh, you know, is, um, you know, really... Uh, an incredible image of health. uh, Absolutely. And so uh, go back and listen to that if you didn't get a chance to. Um, Today, we're going to talk about some fasting hacks. You know, it is, here we are, it's Christmas. It's the end of the year. It's Christmas. Everybody is kind of doing their thing and probably partaking in a lot of extra stuff that they should not be eating. Uh, And um, basically, uh, you know, in a week or so, uh, we're going to celebrate New Year's, and then from there, uh, you know, everybody is full on headed to the gym, doing all of the things, right, to try to uh, get into, um, you know, uh, shape, if you will, as a New Year's resolution or whatever. And so, uh, I thought today would be good to just talk about some of the fasting hacks that I've employed, um, and some of the tips that I will give patients uh, that can make a difference and help them uh, kind of get through, you know, how how to to implement intermittent fasting, especially if you're new to intermittent fasting and don't really know, you know, what, um, what to do there and so forth. So, you know, the basic concept of intermittent fasting is we always start with a 12 hour fast at night. And I always say anybody and everybody can fast 12 hours at night. Okay. There's no medical condition that precludes you from fasting 12 hours at night. Now, if you are a diabetic and you are insulin dependent and you are taking insulin uh, and, you know, you sometimes have sugar lows, this is different. Okay. You may have to, you know, eat something during the night. If your sugar drops low, obviously you're going to have to, to bring it back up, uh, which is a sure sign that you're getting too much insulin and that you need to maybe work with your doc, consider pulling that back. Uh, But um, for the rest of us, okay, who are not in that uh, insulin-dependent diabetic category, Um, it is fine to fast 12 hours at night. It is healthy. It is really what we should be doing. Uh, I'm sure that if you go to your doc and and you ask them, hey, is it okay if I don't eat anything after dinner? I eat my dinner at 7 p.m. and I don't eat anything after and I don't eat until 7 a.m. They're going to look at you like, well, of course, it's perfectly fine. That would be great. But the reality is most people have shortened that window and they are they're not going that long. They're basically eating right before bed and then they get up in the morning and they grab something right away, um, some form of calories. And so when I say that 12 hours, it is hardcore 12 hours, no calories. Okay, so you got to time it. If you like creamer in your coffee, then you need to think about that. Um, when do what time do I need to cut my my eating window off in the in the evening so that I can you know have this at such and such time in the morning? I know how those coffee drinkers are. Um, so to start with with the fasting, and so then once you get the twelve hours down, you know then we like to move people to fourteen hours. Try that out. See how you do. After that, if you want to go sixteen, that's the schedule that I'm usually on. I typically will fast sixteen to eighteen hours um, most days, 
And um, that just works really, really well for me. That's not for everybody, though. Um, you know, that would be more for the over 50 crowd. Uh, and, you know, depending on, uh, you know, I always say it's not one size fits all. It's never one size fits all, not in medicine, not in fasting. And so, you know, you may need to, to fine tune, tweak, you know, see how you do that sort of thing. But here's what I do know when I talk about these fasting hacks. Number one, mindset matters. Mindset matters in a very big way um, because, you know, it, it matters what you say when you talk to yourself. And sometimes when people are fasting and let's say that, you know, for me, it, it could be 10 o'clock in the morning and, and maybe I'm doing a 16-hour fast that day, which means I'll break my fast at 1130. So, you know, I'm 14 and a half hours into my fasting window and maybe I'm feeling a little hungry, Right. But it's not time for me to eat yet. It's not time for me to break my fast. And so I'm, my stomach might growl or whatever. And so there's a story that I tell myself right then and there. And the story is, Deanna, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. You are fat burning right now. Your body is amazing and it will find some fat to break down and turn into fuel to fuel you for the next hour and a half until your eating window begins. So relax, this is going to go away. And it does. It absolutely does. So so mindset matters. What you tell yourself makes a difference. And so if you understand, you know, part of that's education too. If you understand that there is a process, a built-in mechanism in your body, this is, you know, of course, assuming that you've got some extra you know, some extra fat somewhere um, on your body. Uh, and basically, there's this process by which your body will will break down fat to to fuel itself. And that's what happens is you're in that fat burning zone. That's why we say the 12-hour fast, what's key about that is that it takes about 12 hours to burn through the sugar that's in your system. So after 12, you are technically entering into a fat burning uh, phase at that point. Um, so, so that's important. Um, what you say when you talk to yourself, uh, and, 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 you know, that will help push through and help get you there. Uh, the other thing is uh, another fat or fat hack, <laughs> fasting hack, sorry, another fasting hack, uh, is to increase fat in your diet, especially in the beginning. And when I say increase fat, I mean healthy fat. Okay. I am not talking about, you know, the, the processed horrible fats that you see out there. Okay. I'm talking about healthy fats. What are healthy fats? Healthy fats are things like salmon. Okay. is a healthy fat. It's got great, you know, omega-3 essential fatty acids in it. Um, half an avocado, a fourth of a cup of pecans. Um, you know, those would be, uh, some, options uh, for healthy fat. Some people will make fat bombs when they first start fasting. A fat bomb is is basically, you know, might have a little bit of almond uh, butter in it uh, because almonds, of course, have a, a, a higher amount of fat. Uh, but basically, especially in the beginning when you are learning to fast, you might find that you need to incorporate a little bit of extra fat uh, because it will help you to feel full and to be able and to feel full and satisfied and to be able to go a little longer. Um, the other thing that I like to tell people is when you are trying to redirect your mind, um, this should probably go up with the, the whole mindset part, but a lot of times increasing activity when you're fasting, get busy, do something so that you're not just thinking about food, food, food. I can't wait to break this, you know, fast so that I can eat. 
Um, when you break your fast, you shouldn't be at that point. All right. Uh, but, but so, so getting active, get up and do something, whether it's take a walk, doing some work, doing something, especially with your hands, uh, is really key. And that will help make a difference and fuel you through, through that, that time period. Another fasting hack that I like to use um, is increasing, um, you know, water, uh, just drinks. Okay, so I might, um, you know, have, uh, you know, a, a plain water. I might have water with lemon in it. For some reason, that feels like I'm having, you know, something. If I if I did happen to be hungry, uh, I might do um, just some type of tea uh, that does not. Ha- I like green tea. Uh, I will drink a tea that does not have any calories in it. Uh, doesn't, you know, it's not sweetened or anything like that. It's just plain tea. So sometimes just increasing your water intake while you're fasting, don't overdo it. Don't drink a gallon all at once. That's never healthy. Okay. So I'm talking about consistency, gradual consistency, hydrating throughout the day. Okay. So gentle hydration, that's what I'm talking about, will make a difference. And then another fasting hack that I found to be beneficial is I guess I call it carb cycling or carb rationing, whatever you want to whatever you want to call it there. Um, but basically, when I am am fasting and I'm I'm you know trying to keep my carb carbohydrate consumption to a minimum during the day, um, generally I'm at the weight that I want to be at and or at my goal weight, and so I try to stay on a maintenance plan that's about fifty grams of carbs per day. That's very, very easy for me to do. I've had people ask, how on earth do you do 50 grams in a day? And it's actually easy. I can even drop, you know, lower than that. And certainly my patients who are dealing with um, a metabolic syndrome, they're dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome, type 2 diabetes, significant insulin resistance, I will have them drop to 20 grams a day as we are trying to reverse that disease, okay? But for people who are at goal weight, you know, typically it's going to be about 50 grams a day. The standard American diet, if you were to, you know, take a look at that and what most people are eating, many people are consuming upwards of 100, even up to 150 grams of carbohydrates per meal, and if you go back and listen to last week's podcast, one of the things that Eunice Ray said on there, there are no essential carbs. And you guys have heard me say this before too. We have essential amino acids, which would be protein, essential uh, proteins that we have to get in our diet. We have essential fats. My body can't make them. I have to eat them. That's the only way I get them in my body for fuel. But there are no essential carbs. And if you're eating vegetables, you know, you're getting, you know, there are carbs in vegetables, okay? It's fibrous carbs that pass through, but there are some carbohydrates there. And so when you look at that 50 grams, it's not uncommon for me to, when I break my fast, I typically will do a very healthy, low-carb uh, protein shake that has essentially no carbs. It's maybe got one gram, one uh, net carb gram in it, uh, meaning once you take the fiber out, you've got basically one carb that you're left with. Um, there's no sugar in it uh, as well. It is you know, plant-based, 20, 24 grams of protein, and that's typically um, what I break my fast with. Um, depending, I, I may also add a little extra fat to that. Uh, Most days I will add a little extra fat and I typically will do that by eating maybe a fourth a cup of pecans, for example. Those are a healthy source of of good fat. Uh, They also um, are no carb. So 
I just broke my fast. I ended up having, let's say, around 350 350 calories when I broke my fast, okay? Because if I do a fourth a cup of pecans, it's about 210 calories plus my protein shake. So I'm at about 350 plus calories right there. But I haven't had any carbs. I mean, I'm still at maybe one carb. Um, Now, as I move through my day, all right, and I go into, um, I typically don't snack a lot, but as I go into uh, an evening meal or my one big bigger meal, you know, that bigger meal could be a piece of salmon, half a plate of vegetables. Okay. I don't even need to count the carbs at this point because that half a plate of vegetables, um, you know, I've, I've basically, you know, maybe for me, that would be uh, roasted broccoli, cauliflower, some mushrooms, some onions, avocado oil on it, put it in the, you know, salt, pepper, whatever, put it in the oven, roast it. And again, I've got healthy fat, I've got carbs in my vegetables, but most of that carb is still going to be fibrous carb, but I'm very nutrient dense. So we're looking at whole food, um, you know, a whole food diet that is clean, that is nutrient dense, because that is the way to fuel your body. So that was a super low carb day for me. You can see with that, I, if I added it up, that's probably a 20 gram kind of day. But I've given myself more of a cushion because I'm at goal weight, and so I can go up as high as 50. And what that means is, you know, I might have a little bit of sweet potato uh, in with that salmon and those vegetables, you know, or switch it up like that. So there are things that you can do once you realize, once you start looking at labels and trying to identify the carbohydrates and you make this tweak, you'll see you're going to, you get plenty to eat. Okay. So my eating window is about an eight hour eating window, anywhere from six to eight hours. I don't count calories during that eating window. I do look at, I am mindful of carb content during that time because that's the important thing. So let's kind of break that down and kind of give you some ideas of where those super high levels of carbs are. Um, You know, the person who grabs um, a, a muffin, okay, you're on your way to work. You grab a muffin and a Starbucks coffee. Well, you are probably uh, 75. You could be as high as 100 grams of carbohydrates just with that. And you might not even feel like you ate much of anything. So that would be overboard. Okay. So the bagel and, you know, a Starbucks drink that's loaded with, you know, all of the sugary syrupy stuff or whatever. Again, you're going to be way over uh, on, on that. So there are healthy, healthy options. I always tell my patients, I don't want to just take things away. If you are addicted to pop, okay, I I have to find a replacement, okay, because you are used to drinking that stuff all day long, and that is high fructose corn syrup um, that you're drinking all day long. It is absolutely causing fatty liver. Um, Your liver cannot metabolize high fructose corn syrup. Look it up. Uh, That's why it is uh, not allowed in many, many countries. But you can't metabolize it. And so what happens is you end up storing as fat uh, because of that. So so what we want to do is is identify those things and say, okay, here's a healthy energy drink um, you know, option in, in, in place of that. I'm not talking about, you know, your monster Red Bull, all that, because those are loaded, loaded with sugar too. But there are plenty of options that are healthy. I like um, a plain, uh, if I were going to Starbucks, I would get an iced 
uh, you know, green tea with absolutely nothing in it. And it's got a little minty flavor. There's a little natural sweetness to that tea and there are no calories. So that would be a good option. Uh, but basically just tra- transferring, okay, to something else, something else in place of it. If I've got a patient who, you know, they are a snacker and they love eating chips, for example. Well, then I'm going to talk to them about some roasted vegetables that are sort of like a chip and how to get it like that so that you can snack on that um, you know, with your dinner and then go back into that fasting window. So these are just some of my, um, my tricks, okay, my tips. Uh, another big tip is when you head to that uh, Christmas party, New Year's party, make sure that you have some protein before you go. Uh, you know, a protein shake, uh, you know, a bite of protein, whatever it is, however you get your protein, but have some protein so that you do not show up at the party absolutely starving and then eat a bunch of stuff that you should not be eating. So I hope that this has been helpful. Um, Plug in next week. We will start um, our new year. January 1st, our next uh, podcast episode will, will, will land January 1st. And um, we're going to be uh, focusing on uh, Happy New You uh, for the new year. So Happy New You, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. And uh, thanks so much for joining. And thanks for listening throughout this year. It's been an incredible year for our podcast. And I uh, just re- very, very much appreciate all of our listeners. So have a uh, fantastic Christmas and a wonderful new year. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode. For more information, visit me at DeannaOsborne.com. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dr. Deanna Osborne. I really want to hear from you, so message me. I love taking your messages and creating topics from them. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share my show with those who have an interest in health and wellness. Thank you for tuning in and see you next week.